This is Flipping Tables. This is Flipping Tables, a show about technology, gaming, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, David Lyons. And I'm Michael Edwards. And I think we have to... We we have to start with the UK thing. We just have to go straight to it. All right, start with the anger. Yeah, we were riffing so much pre-show. I don't want to lose any of it. Mm-hmm. So, in the wake of this terrible tragedy in Paris, at I don't want to mispronounce it. How do you say the name of the magazine? Is it Charlie? Is it Hebdo? Hebdo. 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 So there's this terrible, tragic shooting, and the UK Prime Minister David Cameron did the only reasonable thing and said. We need to remove all encryption from the internet. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that if you don't do that, he's going to ban services that use encryption like Snapchat. WhatsApp. And WhatsApp. Message. Yeah. These are all probably very popular in his country and yeah. <laughs> really piss off his constituents if they went away. So – I don't know. My only reaction is (laughs) you don't understand technology. There's no such thing as a backdoor that only good guys use. Yeah. You have a backdoor, everyone will eventually find it. Yep. So you just need to not have backdoors. It's the only solution. And that's the thing is like I'm okay with like if we are, you know, a a trade-off for for liberty, for living in a society like ours, end-to-end encryption and with a warrant – yeah, I can be asked by a court to give up my password or whatever to the specific thing they have a reasonable right to search or look at. Right. They can't totally. just say, oh, we want to see your stuff, but we have no good reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I – don't, I don't know exactly how the – I know the, the culture is similar in the UK, but it's obviously not identical. And I just the, – the fear-mongering is very different. Like, he just came out and brazenly said, like, yeah, we're going to take away encryption because I think that's the right way to protect people. But they don't have the same kind of expectation of, you know, like, you get off my land like we kind of (laughs) do in America. And I I hate to support that mentality, but we need certain protections. Yeah. We really – we broke away from that part of the world and started this part of the world even though there were already people in this part of the world that probably had their own culture going, but we set up our whole own thing for reasons like this, yeah. like an oppressive government. I mean, I, I sound all patriot, you know, libertarian, <laughs> but I, like this is bad. We need more encryption on the internet, not less. Yeah, like we period. we actually have not nearly enough. Can do you do you know anything about the culture over there? You think this has any chance of passing? I don't know. I've always had the, I mean, this is by no means scientific, but a a vague impression that the UK is a little more surveillance happy than the US. Not that, I mean, given revelations, we have plenty of surveillance going on over here. I I think it'd be fair to say they're more open about it. Yeah, like just CCTV cameras everywhere kind of thing. Like whether or not it's like objectively more surveillance, it's just more (laughs) visible and in your face. More brazenly, like, yeah, we do this. I wonder, I, my off-the-cuff reaction would be that that's actually more damaging because then you can you get people used to it, then you 
do a little more, then you get people used to that, then you do a little more, then you get people yeah, used to that. Whereas here, they keep trying to overreach, but every time we find out, we have this like visceral overreaction. Well, for a day, <laughs> appropriate reaction, but yeah, it doesn't. It peters out, but we respond appropriately by being angry, and we just don't do anything about it. So maybe it doesn't matter, and probably by design, but frustrating for you know citizens like us. There, there are cases moving through our court system that are that are going up to the Supreme Court that are finally very directly challenging some of the surveillance stuff. Yay! And. I mean, there's no telling how they'll rule on them, but it's like it took a while because for a while the, the the state was able to squash a lot of them, and it just weird catch twenty twos. Like, well, it's a state secret what we were doing, and so therefore you don't have proof you actually were surveilled upon, right? And therefore you you can't have a suit if you can't demonstrate that you were harmed. And it's like, but I was surveilled. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, but that's a state secret. And it's just like, oh my god. That's it's a hell of a catch twenty two. Yeah, that whoever wrote that that law that way, you know they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. They're like, this no one can ever punish me for this because knowing that this crime was committed against them means they can't yeah. publicly be aware of it in a court of law. Like that's brilliant. There's I'm sure there's some crazy Latin legal term for that kind of cleverness. That's why we're douchebaggy day. That's why Snowden's stuff and some of the other leaks have been really important for our democracy, <laughs> in my opinion. Whether you like, even if you think he should be like, you know, fairly given a trial for breaking actual espionage laws, sure, the result of his leaks is still good for our country. <laughs> I do wonder if it's probably a testament to the utility of the internet that against politicians using terrorism and child pornography we have still managed to keep the internet existing yeah right because i mean every single time something terrible like what happened in paris happens they're like oh we have to shut down the internet to stop terrorists and it's like unrelated no These matter two- how irrelevant yeah. it's like well These two things are not related you know, those scary internet things yeah oh people There's are a lot of they're gonna get on that Seven Chan, and they're going to series of tubes getting clogged. (laughs) (laughs) I just—it's this is. uh, I just recently listened to uh, the book Undeniable by Bill Nye. Yeah, and the whole thing is basically a love letter to American like engineering superiority. But (laughs) all right, (laughs) yeah, but I mean, not not like a pompous way, but like he's basically begging the American population to. Not just be scientifically literate, but to raise a scientifically literate culture because we're like – we have this razor-thin margin of superiority and it's just getting (laughs) razor-thinnier every day. Did you see who was appointed as head of NASA? Oh, just on the train on the way here this morning. I was just like, God, (laughs) he's insane. We're getting dangerously political. We are. I'm, I'm not beholden to one of the parties, and I don't want to get into rants about politics. We're not. We're not going to rush Limbaugh this, but <laughs> let's just say Ted Cruz specifically is dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can agree with that. And then I feel like the, you know I don't. I know nothing about any of David Cameron's other policies, so I'm not judging him as a politician. I'm saying this policy 
remo- wrong. Removing <laughs> encryption from the internet is wrong. It is a disastrous decision. Yeah. So it, and the same kind of thing with Ted Cruz. Like I don't really know a whole lot about him except that everything I do know about him is him being a miserable failure <laughs> at science and technology. So I don't want him to be in charge of those things. I want him to be a student of those things. I want someone who knows about those things to educate him so that he can make informed votes on behalf of his constituents. All right. Let's move on to another topic, (laughs) uh, another stupid thing, but a little less depressing maybe, a little more fun. And that is – Fun depressing. Real players still exist. (laughs) Real players still exist and thinks that they're a mid-2000s startup because I had to look at this – when when you first mentioned this, their website is so like, oh, we're taking venture capital and we're yeah. new, hip, cool. We got a Wall Street Journal quote. <laughs> I mean, they, they've got to be like a twenty year old company. Yeah, just when you think they're dead, they they they're they're pivoting. Real players pivoted. <laughs> they are. Although I have to say, they have a Fire app, like yeah. for the Kindle Fire and the Fire TV. That is, I don't know if that's impressive or like kind of sad. I'm impressed. <laughs> they have desktop apps and of course the big, you know, mobile OS apps, but they also have a Windows phone app. And <laughs> So they're ahead of Google. Yes. And Kindle <laughs> Fire. Like that's and Chromecast. Like these are people who are honestly, I think, trying. I think they're, they're really making <laughs> an maybe effort. Maybe the, the you know the the old myth that like your your whole body replaces itself every seven years. <laughs> it's like real player has replaced itself <laughs> and is different. Is not the same person anymore. This this page is just so. It's all full bleed texture backgrounds. Yeah, little circle pictures. Well, I just love the like. Listen to how meaningless this quote is from CNET. Because it's just using marketing terms that could mean anything or nothing at all. The best thing about Real Player Cloud is its integrated SurePlay technology. With SurePlay built in, Real Player Cloud can play just about any video file. <laughs> you know what it can also play just about any video file? All the platforms we already have. <laughs> well, it, you know, every once in a while I'll see like a, a Lifehacker article or Engadget or some like tech blog will post about the best media player on like windows or the best media player for android or whatever and i'm like are we still talking about this yeah my browser that's it (laughs) yeah who's still i mean like on the desktop i use vlc and on mobile i now use vlc because it's out of beta and who still has this problem like even if some players are better at playing obscure formats than others, we've stopped using obscure formats. And naming your container what, or whatever SurePlay refers to, naming it SurePlay is just – it's destined for irony because – I mean you remember like Plays for Sure for Windows? It was a DRM format. No, but I can it imagine. Was one of the early Microsoft attempts to like dethrone iTunes when people still bought Ah, threes. Yeah, yeah. And so that was Microsoft's like, there are 20 devices from all these different manufacturers and one DRM called Plays for Sure. Guess uh, what? It didn't play for sure. It surely did not. <laughs> yeah, th- I mean, well, and like, so there's this Walt Mossberg quote, I've been testing Real Player Cloud on all these devices. I think Real Player Cloud is well designed and makes strong share- sh- storing and sharing video easy across different devices. It's like, I don't, that feels like that quote is from like 1999. Yeah. Because no one would 
say that now. Like, <laughs> no one would say unless they handed him a card followed by a burlap sack with a dollar sign on it and was like, read this card into this microphone. I just have a hard time believing anyone would be like, storing and sharing music has never been easier. And you're like, yeah, it really has never been easier. I don't even need your product. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I like playing media files and here I mean video and audio because pictures I think are a foregone conclusion. (laughs) But but I think playing any kind of media is very rapidly becoming a foregone conclusion. It's a solved problem. (laughs) Yeah. When's the last time you were directed to a video on the internet and you're like, what if I don't have the codec for this? (laughs) I don't, do I need to download the codec pack for my windows media player? Or to put it the other way, like, if you go to a site and it's like, hey, download this video, and you're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you want me to like commit to 700 megabytes right now before <laughs> I watch anything? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this website is basically asking you to move in with it, and <laughs> yeah. you're just like, ooh. It's like, you're moving too fast oh, for me, baby. <laughs> slow down, baby. I'm not ready for that kind of a commitment. <laughs> And I, but it, that's the thing. I don't know when this happened. Like, I don't remember the switch flipping, but if I go to a website and they're like, oh, you want to watch this video clip? Download it. I'm like, tab closed, didn't watch. Like, it's just unacceptable. (laughs) Even audio. It's like, what do you mean I can't just play it in the browser? The browser can play this. Yep. So that means that they have to either be using a format so obscure the browser can't play it, or worse, they're actively blocking it from being played. I think it's because. Streaming is, I mean, our internet speeds are so reliable and ubiquitous almost everywhere now, at least in Denver. <laughs> that's that, not permission to continue being terrible, Comcast. Well, I, could, I know why, like, there was a time when it's like, well, I have no idea if I'm going to struggle to stream this and it's going to be a pain in the ass of buffering. Sure. So I want to download the file and then just watch it. Yeah, that was like 2002. <laughs> like, wireless, like 802.11b. <laughs> Ooh, way back to those early letters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And well, no, we're back because we're at AC now. <laughs> oh yeah. Did we didn't two letters? We it's didn't a, loop all the way. It's around. a hex value, so it's actually yeah. It's the it's the ones place in the new. I, now I'm gonna have to leave myself a note to look up why that happened. Because why isn't it like? Oh, because we had B G N, and then we're back to AC. So I want O P and Q and R and S. And there are other letters, I assume. There, there are a lot of other letters. Okay, so we have. I Ooh, feel like. Lots. <laughs> Ooh, I want yes, eight hundred two eleven. I would, I would love for that to be a show title, but I just, I, I don't, I don't want to put the umlaut in there. Um, so we, we have to, we have to talk about CES, Mike. Okay, in all its shark jumpiness. All right. But I think there were a few high and very low points. Yeah, got a brief mention last week, if you recall, the consumer electronics show, Consumer. <laughs> um, takes place in Vegas, has lots of sad presentations from everyone declaring that everything's innovative. And yeah. um, apparently NVIDIA claimed credit for all of technology. <laughs> Neat. In their keynote. I guess somebody had to. <laughs> yeah. Might as well be Just that. like every advance ever. <laughs> NVIDIA apparently invented the telephone. <laughs> we are secretly Bell Labs and NASA. Surprise. 
So yeah, I, I think, I think uh, the format here, we'll do a little what did you hate, what did you love, and what did, what is the item of the show for you, if you want to start us off. So I do, I have to, I have honorable mentions, okay. so I'm going to break the format. I feel like you do those last. No, because these are things that I, I do not hate or love, they just like, I was like, oh, but curved phones, I just, I want to mention curved phones because everybody hates curved phones, Yeah, but... I I had a Nexus S and it you know it's slightly curved. It's not LG G Flex curved, but it's it was pretty curved and I loved it. I That it, was a subtle. That was to fit your it, hand curve. Yeah. yeah it, it felt more accessible to the thumb. It felt like if you dropped it face down, it the you know yeah. edge would take the the impact. Um I think it makes some sense. A, it, a subtle curve, but not not this like yeah, full the, on the cup. Full banana. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want a contact lens. Giant content, novelty size contact lens See, phone. The LG is just working towards you, just putting it right <laughs> put on your under eye. your lids in there. And then the other one, the phone thing is this Yoda, Y O T A Yota Yo 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 Yoda, <laughs> um, e ink phone. So it's got like an LCD ah. on one side and then e ink on the back. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought I love like a beautiful high definition display. But I don't really watch a lot of video on my phone. So I think I probably would trade – if I could get color e-ink, reasonable color, not LCD parody because now we're just talking science fiction. <laughs> but if I could get like reasonable color and having e-ink gave my phone like a 10-day battery, I'd probably give up the ability to watch video on my phone. I, I, I don't think it's a feature that's going to survive. I think, no, no think way. ubiquitous charging will kill it. So. Yeah. So battery life will just not matter. So you'll just enjoy your your light bulb and your well, face. And, and color e-ink, I feel like, is one of those things that is – it's the year of the Linux, Linux desktop. Like it's <laughs> always this year. Like this year they're going to release It'll, a color Kindle. There's some magical day in in the future, <laughs> the, the alternate future that some great <laughs> sci-fi novelist will write about that Linux will come into its own <laughs> as a desktop. Uh, color e-ink and – Oh, I had another thing that was going to be on that day, and I just lost it. And some funny third thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just laugh appropriately. It was good. Chortle, chortle. So yeah, those. I just I had to mention those because those to me are just like they're weird but promising. Like there is a right amount of curve for a phone. Perfectly flat glass on both sides is not the right way to go. I have broken that phone. I know that that is not the right way to go. You just need a little lip on the sides. Yeah, just something. Some a little curve, a little whatever. Give me a little lip. <laughs> but the the ink thing, like even if that doesn't pan out on the phone, which I fully expect it not to, I could imagine ink with like such a high refresh rate that you could use an ink tablet. Yeah. And actually browse with it. Like I don't know if you've ever tried to browse the internet on a Kindle, but it is not a pleasant yeah. experience. It's really bad. I wonder if it'll be more like our whatever our approach to glowing light bulb screens that they'll find a way to make that not as blindingly I don't know if it's like a mat or something. Oh, so, where, so it's less aggressive. Like, could they make an L C D style screen that looks like a magazine? <laughs> And so it's not mm. just like super high DPI, but it doesn't look like, oh, a light is just being shown into my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's some spectrum. Because like, that's one of if the it's more red shifted, people maybe. love e-ink because for printed word, it, it looks a lot like a book. 
Yeah, because you know, well, like, you're seeing reflected light. Yeah. Light is hitting the screen, and then your eyes, it's not being emitted. Yeah. I don't know. Get um, on this, science. Yeah. So what did you hate? Uh, so the thing that I hated the most was this Kelvin the, – that's the name of the company. It's Kelvin, and they make a Bluetooth wine thermometer. <laughs> so you put this little collar around the neck of your wine bottle – in your fridge or chilling apparatus, and then you put a Bluetooth thermostat that looks suspiciously like a Nest. I mean, it's a colored screen with a number on it, but I mean, it looks a lot like the <laughs> Nest. And then you keep it real fake. <laughs> yeah, and then you put that like on the front of the fridge or on your kitchen table while you're eating or whatever, and then it lets you know when the wine is the perfect temperature to drink. And the whole page is just all marketing BS about like, well, the the exact temperature of wine can really influence the the taste and the aromas and the experience of the wine. I'm just like, okay, I know for a fact that most wine knowledge is bullshit. <laughs> like we, they have done studies about this. You can double blind. Yeah, you can fool people into thinking a wine is a different wine just by the label. It's classic psychology. Yeah, it's all total crap. And I'm, I like wine. Like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wine. I'm just saying if literally one or two degrees of temperature is harshing your experience of wine, yeah. you have forgotten what life is about. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're just doing it wrong. And I didn't. I couldn't even bring myself to look at how much this thing costs. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think I've spent more than fifteen to twenty dollars on a bottle of wine in ever. Yeah, because <laughs> and I don't why really have you? any regrets. Yeah, never. Not not even sorry. <laughs> and the th- I've had more expensive, not like super expensive wine, but you know, like a twenty thirty dollar bottle of wine at like a party or you know a celebration of some kind. I'm like, yes, this tastes exactly like a nine dollar bottle of <laughs> yeah. wine. I'm more like, what kind of wine is it? Not how expensive was it? <laughs> right. And, and the you know, I first saw this actually on Cracked some years ago about, like, how easy it was to fool people with wine. And then I had to look into it more because I was like, I know people who fancy themselves winos. Like, big time, I know everything about mm-hmm. every wine. And I'm just looking at all these things. And I'm like, these are all things, this you know, these friends I have say. Like, it's all crap. It's just like audiophiles making yeah. 192 kilohertz. <laughs> Mono tracks from <laughs> holding their iPhone next to the record player. Uncompressed wave. It's a, it's a very warm, natural sound. Yeah, I just, so that that was mine. Kelvin Bluetooth wine temperature monitoring nonsense. All right. What, what was your most hated? So for me, it's it's what I can only I couldn't pick one thing. So <laughs> it's the I hate it all. What I can only describe as a tidal wave of <laughs> shitty Internet of Things devices. And that's just uh, the connected home is coming. So get ready for an avalanche or a tidal wave or some kind of natural disaster metaphor <laughs> for of just vortex of bullshit coming. And I think this is like the early land rush of all the companies trying to be like, the future is now. Buy our product. And hey guys. 90% of these companies slash product categories will probably disappear. But... I mean, do you feel like we need this BS land rush yeah, we, to get we, we to the? We do need it, but it, it's it's just annoying. It, no, it's definitely annoying, and yeah. it's annoying especially when it's like done in really dubious ways. And I'm like, you're like gonna you're you're dangerously close to like discrediting the idea 
of what we're trying to do with the connected home because you're going to do it so badly and so like trivially that people are going to be like, this is stupid. Yeah. I feel like one of the things that was originally on my, my hate list was this Bluetooth connected home company. Yeah. I can't remember who they were, but it was all, you had to plug in these little warts like all over your house and then they used each other as repeaters since Bluetooth isn't a great, like object penetrator so it shows a bad protocol, protocol yeah <laughs> it's like is this really like the best way to do this it wrong oh wait no it, my house is already blanketed it, in wi-fi and i didn't need were another those thing like the the you know internet of things home like a panel you would put on the wall like by instead of a light switch well it was, was like w- you would have devices that are linked through this like network of wall wards yeah well, there was one of, one of the things where you would replace the light switch and you would do you know do this on every floor or something, and it would be a touchscreen panel to control things in your house. Five hundred dollars per panel. What? Yeah. Just the panel? Yeah. So I don't have anything for the panel to control, and I've already spent five hundred dollars. Correct. Jesus. Or a smaller version for three hundred. The promise of a device like that would have to be so. It's. Tremendous. This is the bored rich guy stage <laughs> of new technology. So that's that's what I hated most was just like, all right, let's get through this like bullshit stage so we can, you know, the few really great ideas can emerge and we can move on. Yeah. Yeah, I guess every company is like trying to carve out their, their niche. And that, their Nietzsche. Their their niche. <laughs> so that and that's fine, but you're right. It's like I want to fast forward through this. This is the long opening credits scrawl where the camera is doing a slow pan over the city on a cloudy night and there's orchestral music playing and it's telling me every single person who worked on the movie. I'm like, none of this has any bearing on the story. Unless later I'm going to need to recognize this city from above to understand the story. I don't need to oh, see man. this. I think it was – it might have been Crocodile Dundee, which we watched on Netflix during Christmas break, that – had the longest intro, <laughs> you know, tour of the world documentary with names appearing sequence I've seen in a long time. It's killer. And it's- that movie actually is still not bad, but man. That crawl. <laughs> that crawl. All right, what's something you loved? So Intel showed wireless charging for laptops, which brought no small amount of joy to me because I have been wanting this as long as I've known wireless charging was a thing. I want to – I don't – I'm not even willing to do like the pad that you set things on. No. I want a thin layer of my desk carved off and then the pad inserted and then the desktop replaced so that the whole desktop, I can just set things down. Yep. You know, like it's just – And then that, make that ubiquitous. So yeah. like, no matter what meeting I go to, it's like, oh, charging. Exactly. Um Here's what bummed me out. <laughs> when I was preparing the show notes for this, I found out that they actually debuted this in 2012, and they've been working on it since before that, and I don't have it yet. Yeah. So it's now 2015, three years after they showed it the first time, and they're still like, hey, guys, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Now, in their defense, in Intel specifically, because I know other companies have attacked this, in their defense, they have just recently announced their – was it Broadwell, the next yep. l- low power? So devices that consume less power when running are easier to charge wirelessly because wireless you charging don't need as much. Exactly. Doesn't char- uh I guess transmit very much amperage. wattage amperage. <laughs> um 
So that's fine. Like, you could never wirelessly charge a Pentium 4. You'd have to shoot it with, like, a laser. Yeah, you need, like, a 700-watt wireless. (laughs) It'd be like trying to shoot down a nuclear missile. It is crazy that, like, I mean, laptops weren't 700-watt. It was more desktops. But, like, our laptops are, like, 20, 15 watts now. Yeah. It's getting kind of nuts. And maybe I'm on the low end with what I was saying there. But, you know. Even if it's 40. Yeah. Like, it's still... A third of what used a to be tenth. a low power desktop, <laughs> yeah. let alone a high power desktop. And it's more like it's the convergence is amazing. That being said, future now, please. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the it's not always the sexiest technology, but like, yeah, we we shrank chips and the 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 practical result is the same amount of processing power with 30 percent more battery. And like that's. I don't want to downplay like the amazing engineering that goes on to do the same amount of work <laughs> for thir- you know yeah, for less power, less equipment, less yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that is the definition of improvement. So they could ship me the same MacBook Air and unless Intel is lying I would get, you know, 15 hours of battery life instead yeah. of 11 or 12. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, so I wanted to same ask same thing you, with if they do make a push into like phones and tablets, this is where I want the push going. Yeah, don't make the device more powerful. Make the battery last longer. Yeah. more powerful is good. Right now, the problem. So battery. I want to ask you, what do you think the threshold is? Because I think there's, you know, a twelve hour laptop is what I have. Now, I mean, twelve is like the upper bound, but still, sure. Um, I think there's diminishing returns beyond this, like. Once you get to like 10 or 12 hours of active, like not like, well, if you turn the brightness down and don't use it, it lasts. (laughs) And it's off. But like actual regular human use, 10 to 12 hours, like when you get to 15, I'm not going to like say no to 15, but (laughs) it's sort of like, well, I think we're good enough and I'll take other features. Yeah. I would say when they can get, when they're approaching 10 hours of, near like above 50% processor load, that will be a big deal to me because then that means I can take my laptop out into the woods and play a game for like six or seven hours. Yeah. I don't know why I would do that, but I want that to be an option because there's a really big difference between I'm at half brightness. I have a reliable wireless connection and I'm surfing the internet and I'm at full brightness and I have peripherals connected and I'm gaming and the processor is yeah. doing work and the GPU is doing work. And there's always going to be that spread, but you want that the high load hours to get closer to 7 right. or 8. And that's the thing is I, I presume – I'm not a battery expert, but I presume I'm going to need like 20 or 30 hours of light usage <laughs> To afford me eight hours of gaming I just usage. don't think they'll ever spend the, the power out that way. They'll, Probably they'll, they'll always – I think it will be more like if you can quote 12 hours and not be lying through your teeth <laughs> in some reasonably normal scenario, then you're, you've hit your battery target. Now right. devote the rest to power. It probably goes kind of back and forth. Like then they'll try to amp up the power – which will kill battery performance. Yeah. Then they'll ease back, switch back to making things more battery efficient. Or maybe maybe between wireless charging and, and mobile focus, maybe we're, we're easing That's back on thinking. power for Ubiqu- a long time Ubiquitous now. power will, or, or ubiquitous charging will 
kind of make this mood. If only Nikola Tesla hadn't been so <laughs> scorned by society. So my most loved item, and this is a, a practical one for things I like to dabble in as a as an artist, is uh, Sony's new 4K action cam. So action cams, this is sort of like Sony's version of the GoPro. So it's this sort of mountable, attachable, anywhere, wide-angle camera that's meant to be used in situations you wouldn't probably use a DSLR because you'd be worried about the DSLR. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the stereotype is you're skiing, you're doing some extreme sport, and you strap this thing to your helmet or something else and capture this gorgeous footage. But I like it just for, like, shooting music videos or, or little embedded things in strange locations like i can just slap this thing on a a little stick you know a selfie stick or (laughs) (laughs) or something else and just like capture some great fisheye terry gilliams type shots in in urban locations and so they just announced they've they've been putting these out for a couple years because the gopro phenomenon is kind of a a real thing it's a very very real (laughs) money maker and this one just looks like a really solid version of that category so it's i I like it because it's something that looks like fun to do what I do. Not necessarily that it's like some impressive, unbelievable new technology. But they do supposedly have some really damn good image stabilization in this new one. That If you're going to be using it for yeah. action stuff, you, that's a feature you'd want. So the only thing is it has a $500 price tag. So I'm more like, how much is last year's model now? Yeah. Can you announce that price cut now? Please? you got to wait for the Sony 5K, <laughs> then you can buy a 4K. So that's that's on my wish list. Well, and you actually – you just kind of – you gave me pause because you said like, oh, it's not cutting-edge technology. It's just something that I like. It's the consumer electronic show. Yeah. Like this should not be a display of what's coming four or five years from now. This is like – you, a consumer, wants to buy this product, right? Yeah. I mean, that's why it's open to the public. That's why it's not a press-only event. There's supposed to be people there who will actually spend money on these products. It's just not a good – I mean, saying people will buy this is good marketing point to have. But <laughs> but people want like the to be wowed. They want to be impressed. They want to go, oh, my God. That's so true. Maybe that, that's our, our next top, our next picks of the show will be a little more in that direction of like, I'm not going to buy one of these, but I, wow, that's yeah. cool. No, that, that is a good way to and describe we're both this. we going to choose something similar to this, the same category. <laughs> but So my, my item of the show um, is this thing called the I.O. Hawk, which is, it's basically a segue. So picture in your mind a segue and then picture it really tiny. Like smaller than a skateboard. Yeah. And that's it. And I saw a video of people using it and my immediate thought was this like culture personal clash because I looked at it and I was I'm, – I'm sure it's ridiculously expensive. I'll, I'll try and find the price. But I'd be surprised if it was less than 1500 Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, $17.99.99. Yep. <laughs> well done. Um, but the, the thing is, is right. <laughs> I, I don't know how long the battery lasts. I don't know how fast it can go. You look like a complete moron when you're using it. But I looked at it and I was like, that to me is futury. Like it's it's small enough and light enough that I could carry it like in a bag. And then if I have to go like a long distance on foot or where there isn't a good bus line or something, but there are sidewalks and crosswalks, you just like throw this thing down and you hop on it. You're like, yep. and you just like roll off. Like that to me is way more useful than the giant ass Segway. 
it's like the you know what it's like the Jetsons version of a razor scooter. Yeah. And like razor scooters, it looks dumb as hell and has <laughs> tremendous utility. So the uh, this like, this will never take off. I will never get to use one of these in person, which bums me out because I've actually used a Segway. You ever used a Segway? No, I haven't. It's a lot of fun. It's you look like an idiot. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of fun. That's yeah. <laughs> and sorry, Segway cops, but yeah, no, it's dumb, dumb as hell. <laughs> so much fun. You you just Paul Blarton it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like this is the unfortunate culture thing. Is sometimes utility is completely <laughs> overshadowed by fashion. Yeah, it's just like you can't look at someone using a Segway or an IO Hawk and not just be like. Uh. <laughs> So what was your best in show? So the I think this was kind of mind blowing and kind of like oh we're already doing this with tech now like this this is <laughs> happening now and that's uh, Intel unveiled um, using software and like a six camera depth perception like machine that they and they showed this in a couple different ways they had it on a tablet and you could do the whole like. Lytro camera, like change the focus to different depths, or which is also cool um, technology. They also showed like doing traditional like Photoshop stuff based on depth. So you could be like, I want to color the flowers and have a gradient of color down the depth of this picture. Oh, and so just like really badass stuff. But they applied the the real mind blowing thing to me is they since these so it's basically yeah a, a camera system and software that can sense depth and so you can do all sorts of things and one of the things they implemented was a, a drone we're all familiar with drones now these little tiny robot helicopters they're quadcopters quadcopters um since they have depth perception they can avoid obstacles and they can be they can do pathfinding now and so they showed one on stage and they showed how it was programmed to not hit people and kill them or, or slice <laughs> them up or anything. Um, but, but a you useful know, feature. They had a whole bunch of guys on stage and they were, they were ping-ponging it back and forth between them because they would approach the drone and it would move away from them and then it would get near another guy and it would move away from him. And then to, to sort of be the capstone of this demo, they sent it through an obstacle course. So all they told the drone, they put their remotes down and they said, I told the drone to go across the other side of this obstacle course and I did not tell it how we didn't program a path we just said get to the other side and so they, you know, there's all these walls and different openings and the drones moving up and down and left and right and just moving through the course so this is 3D yeah, this problem is solving three dimensional pathfinding and at the end there was closed doors so it just waited and then they Neat. opened the door and it finished its path so this was like a, a Starcraft unit that's awesome. But smarter. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's, everyone's going to immediately think of the terrifying implications of military drones. But I'm also thinking like Amazon delivery drones are going to need to avoid trees and branches and power lines and people. cars and people. <laughs> and like this is like a huge step forward for the viability of those things. And it's like, oh, we have it done yeah it's not like well, it's not like someone needs to figure that out it's gonna be really hard but it's like no the intel just unveiled it so okay i'm gonna i'm gonna make a huge ridiculous leap okay, okay? so a friend of mine is a big uh flight enthusiast like real planes rc planes paper planes spacecraft like he's just so what little i know i know from from being friends with him and i asked him one time why he doesn't think we have like flying cars 
And he basically said, think about how bad people are at driving in two dimensions where you can go forward and back and side to side. He's like, now add up and down you and can, the ability you for can the, go side to side in your car. Well, you can turn. So <laughs> okay. it's not just literally straight forward <laughs> and straight like back. Strafing in your car. But I mean, you have like an X, Y coordinate. <laughs> well, if you hold down R, Mike. Then your car will scoot to the side. If you hold down do, L, do you keep your arm held out like in Goldeneye, really goofy? Yeah, and if I look down, I can't see my feet. You, your whole torso bends down, not your head. So this is proof that I am not using the right terminology to describe this. But you follow my meaning. So, but with a plane or an aircraft, you also have roll, you have pitch and yaw. Like it's, it's way There's more complicated, way more dimensions, way to fuck up. yeah, way more stuff to fuck up. But I can imagine if we wanted to go in this direction, you could have a little pod, basically the size of like a smart car, that had quadcopter rotors or a helicopter rotor, but is autonomous. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, a human being sucks at flying something like that, but computers can be great. They'll know where obstacles are. They'll know where other little floaty pods are. Yeah. So like that would be amazing for travel over short distances because now you have all of it's like, airspace. I just want to get downtown. Yeah. Or I just want to get from, like, I don't know if you've been in Vegas. The buildings there are ridiculous. Yeah. So if you're just like, I want to get to the other side of this building, that could be a two-mile walk yeah. around the outside. No, I remember, like, I was like, oh, my bil- my hotel's right there. I'll just go home, like, go <laughs> get some nights rest after nope. after Minecraft convention. And it was like it looked like it was like oh it's just down the street. No, it was over four miles. Yeah, it, what is down the street? It's just <laughs> it's like you're an ant person. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean that you know that you would need that level of spatial awareness. Yeah. For and I mean I don't want after he explained that to me I was like I'm so glad we don't have flying cars. I don't tr- <laughs> I barely trust people to walk on the sidewalk, let alone fly a giant vehicle full of yeah. an explosive fuel. There I mean don't we kill tens of thousands of people personally? No, not personally. Yes, you personally, Mike, you monster. <laughs> tens of thousands of people die every year because of car accidents. Yes. Yeah, so just imagine the death toll if they were flying and had giant exposed rotors. And, yeah. Yeah. So, this, I mean, I know that's a bit of a leap, but it's like we have the technology to do it. It's just a question of like, are we going to do it? Probably yeah. not. So that that's my pick of the show is Bravo Intel. Good show. So between their wireless charging and pathfinding technology, that means they could have – so, okay, here's what you do. You have like a little thing outside your house and it's a wireless charging pad. The Amazon drone flies to your house, not hitting anything because of this this magic technology, and it lands. You take the package and then you just leave it sitting there. And that's how it recharges for – And Amazon gives you a discount for letting them charge at your house. Yep. Did we just solve everything? <laughs> Did we just uh, – Pat, patent pending? Or, or what do more, you do at this point? Or probably <laughs> city governments will tax us and they'll put charging pads all over the place. That'd be fun too. If I have to pay for it but I get the thing, then six and one half dozen of the other. Yeah. So I, that's that's a wrap. Like I, there was a lot of other crap at CES, but I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't follow the coverage very closely, but my impression was there was so much bullshit. Yeah. And not just, like, dumb products, but, like, really, really dumb presentations. 
Yeah, because it's hard to demo ethereal kind of under the hood stuff. And a lot of big flashy things have no utility implication. <laughs> so it's like, hey, that was cool. But why? Yeah. One of the, there, here's a good example of one of those things. Um, I actually – I meant to mention it in my honorable mentions. Uh, glasses-free 3D TV. So basically an 85-inch Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> Same resolution. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's 240. Foot-long <laughs> pixels. <laughs> but uh, this – like have you ever watched a, a 3D TV at home like no, in someone's house? I've only seen them in stores. It's – because I don't know anyone that owns one. No, I my parents have one, but it's one of those things. They I think they own one 3D movie. They own a 3D player because it came with the 3D TV. Dead end category, and, sort of like yeah. 3D phones to me. I don't right. I don't see it. Yeah, and and they got that TV because it was the same price as the non 3D version. So my dad was just like, why not? But I mean, I've never seen them use it. I've never used it, so it looks like a 2D TV to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I I know a lot of people who've used 3DSs and they're like, oh, it hurts my eyes or it gives me a headache. But I, I can imagine sitting down on my couch in the sweet spot and watching something in 3D. But, but it would have to have a wide enough viewing angle that you could do things like, oh, now I want to lay down. Now I want to lay down facing the other way. Yeah. Now I want to slouch. Now I'm going to sit up straight. So it needs to be the the, the circle based 3D, not the the radial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, otherwise, just think about it. You like you pause the movie and you get up to go get a drink, and then you're wildly nauseous and disoriented because the TV is all know. crazy. We we could save it for another episode, but I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of current 3D. No, whatsoever. Nope. And not just. Because it's costs more at theaters or something, or it's expensive to add it onto it, your device. But because, like, just aesthetically, you know, you go to a 3D movie, it's darker, it's dimmer. Yep. Um, and Which is weird. The actual 3D effect, and even in high frame rate, like that's set aside. Um, yeah. Yeah. The the Hobbit, was which the big which deal helps, with that, right? but it's still. It's like a pop-up book. It's not real depth. It's not, oh, that is a giant Grand Canyon. It's, oh, I'm looking at a miniature diorama of the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's like a play. And so it, there's it, the you're aware that things are behind and in front of other things, but that's about it. Yeah, so I mean, I guess if it was a real cartoony story, like it matched the aesthetic of, yeah, this is like a little storybook, <laughs> then I could see it like artistically working for me. But just like... Now Lord of the Rings is reduced to little tiny little men with spears <laughs> <laughs> and not into it. Well, and so when I think of – and the, I don't know if anybody else who grew up in the, the 90s may remember this. But when I think of 3D television, what I think of is in the mid-90s, a bunch of uh, broadcast providers got together and said they were going to do like a 3D night and you had to wear – glasses like the red and blue yeah and all these shows had these like ridiculous gimmicks where stuff was in 3d and i mean it was terrible the effect is probably even worse than it is in my memory but i will always remember on home improvement they did just non-stop fourth wall breaking because (laughs) the main character if you don't remember is the host of a tv show 
So they used that as an excuse to just constantly break the fourth wall. And, like, they would pick up, like, a, a an uncut two-by-four that was, like, ten feet long and then just look right at the camera and go, like, whoa, and, like, <laughs> whoa, and, you know, like, stick it out toward the viewer. This episode and it, only exists for the gimmick. Exactly. But, I mean, it fit. But it was a gleeful yeah, overdoing of like, it. It was a funny show taking advantage of a stupid idea in a way that was kind of like giving the finger to the network. Like, why are you making us do this? You know? But, yeah. And plus, I was like 10. It does seem like the a 3D craze sweeps networks like every couple years. It's like, we're going to have 3D week. Watch all our shows in 3D. Yeah. Well, the, a couple years ago, they did the live thing, pulling on like the – the office and all those other fake live yeah. shows. And they're like, what if we did an actual live fake live show? It's like, uh, <sighs> what if we left well enough alone? I'm all for improvement, but some things do not deserve our attention. What if we left Will I Am alone? Okay. <laughs> so should we stick a fork in it? We should stick a fork in it. Where can people find these show notes? You can find these show notes at flippingtablespodcast.com slash 049. That's a big number. Yeah. It is. We're almost at 50. 50. We're almost at episode 50 next All week. Right. Where can people find you? Yeah, go to pseudomichael.com. Spell pseudo right. I'm not going to tell you. Just learn <laughs> how that word is spelled. It's not persuado. I'll, I'll give you a clue. It's not you yelling at viewer. It's me. <laughs> And it's something about that word. I just, I'm, it's not suedo. It's not suedo. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, or on Twitter at Medwords Music. Learn how to spell Medwords. Yeah. It's so obvious. Michael Edwards, Medwords. There it is, Medwords. Music. Add music at the end. <laughs> I want to change it to Pseudo Michael, but some <laughs> jerk that abandoned Twitter five years ago. Anyway. Don't worry. Twitter's going to die soon. It is. And then you'll get an email from the admin saying, hey, we reclaimed this account for Will you. Will it be a long death like real player or <laughs> <laughs> full circle? No, dude, real player is alive and kicking. They have this amazing cloud syncing service. Oh, it's, it plays, plays for sure. on any sure device. Play. It's amazing. You should download it on all of your devices today. Okay. Okay. People can find me at lionsinbeta.com or lionsinbeta on Twitter. Which I realized every time I say that, I'm saying at the word linesinbeta.com and then or no at linesinbeta on Twitter, which is like just stupid tech era jargon uh, tongue twister. Boo. Umla. 